Show. Kansas City's talk show for throttle junkies, motorheads, and anyone who loves rocking the driver's seat. From barn fresh to concour ready, Road Muscle Radio parks the latest news, the greatest views, and the biggest names in rolling thunder right in your ears. Let's welcome your show hosts, a freelance automotive journalist, auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine and American Car Collector Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com, and owner of a sweet 1960 Corvette and a smoking 61 Impala, Brett Hatfield, and 30-plus year radio veteran, author, playwright, lousy singer, and lover of fat and freaky American classic cars, Mark Catfish Groves. Let's put the pedal to the metal. Road Muscle Radio is on the air. Uh, it's good to be back with Road Muscle Radio. I'm Catfish Groves. I am Brett Hatfield. And we've oh, we've got so much to catch up on. This hour, we've got the top five wants in back-to-school cars, uh, how to Ooh. get a fine piece of Aston Martin. <laughs> and, of course, you know, oh, there's someplace out, out west. I don't know. Something went on. Right. Anyway, there's a special right. guest. We have right. a special guest, Amanda Gutierrez. Who is the uh, VP for Automotive Restoration at McPherson College? Dude, you and you totally is, hooked us up. She is the nicest lady. She is so much fun to be around. She's going to talk about McPherson's role in the Pebble Beach Concord d'Elegance, the future of vehicle restoration, and all the cool stuff that McPherson does. I, I got to talk about a really cool car show that I went to see. It's uh, it, Oh, it was, really? Oh, yeah. I went to this great one. You missed out, dude. I don't know where you were, but uh-huh. I went to uh, uh, Warrensburg, Missouri. <laughs> And uh, uh, oh, it's a wonderful town, and the the drive Saturday was gorgeous. And I went to look at a 1970 Mercury Monterey convertible oh, that was in my price range, and super nice guy. And it ran even. Uh, I just I don't have that much welding skill. Speaking of in your price range, I think I may have found one for you. I saw that you emailed me a uh, a 74. Cadillac uh, Eldorado. Yeah, that used to be called, what was it, the uh, Queen the, Elizabeth? It may have been called the Lusitania. <laughs> Lusitania. <laughs> and, Andrea Doria. And, and I, th- I think the only thing we're going to need to get this is, uh, you know, a truck, a trailer. It was run when parked. Uh, one of those deals. <laughs> we may need a tow strap, and we may need a, a weed eater and a brush hog. Nice. Yeah, no kidding. Pretty sure they're giving this one away to uh, make room in the yard and to, uh, well. Yeah, for a basketball court. Everybody's tired of the hunt of virus and getting tetanus shots. So this, uh, in Warrensburg, I looked at the, that and a 64 Chrysler Newport. Oh, and God. But then I went to the, uh, Warrensburg, happened to be having a car show at the time. Did they really? Such a good time. And I was, uh, you know, and it's kind of a snobbery on my part, and I'll admit it. Because what I was like Warrensburg, not not the biggest town. And no, the car small, show. Some of those small town car shows really turn out great. Stuff. I figured it would be really really fun and kind of cool, and I'd see some you know a lot of cars that are kind of in my ballpark. Sure. Oh hell no! This uh, <laughs> these cars were amazing, and they were these people didn't jack around. Uh, there were like you know five uh, maybe five out of a couple hundred. That were kind of in in my Maybe. my place, and Maybe. I'm guessing they were in progress. You know, projects that yeah. guys are working on, and the rest were just. Uh, I talked to this fellow with his 56 Crown Vic that just it was stunning, and even had the uh, the Continental package on the back, mm-hmm. and every inch of it was perfect. And I'm I like, love it. how do you, how do you, and he's, well, you know, a lot of money and you know the right people. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, okay, boom, there it is. 
So, uh, so I went and I did that, and it was it was such fun. I had such a good time there. Cool. I met the nicest people. I love now, that. Now, you know, I'm, I'm sure you can't top that with whatever it was you're doing. Well, I went to uh, a couple of little car shows in a place called Monterey, California. Oh, not Monterey, Missouri? No, not Monterey, oh. Missouri. Uh, oh. And not, Mo- <laughs> no, and, not even Arkansas, huh? No, not Monterey, Arkansas. Wow. Went to Monterey Car Week, oh. and I was out there working for the magazines, covered uh, the Concours on the Avenue and Carmel, covered the Russo and Steel Collector Car Auction. Oh, my God. I, I covered a car show for cars of your ilk called the Concours de Lemons. Uh, oh, dude, it's right up my alley. <laughs> yeah, if you got a crap box, this is your show. And also the Concours d'Elegance at Pebble Beach, which is the ultimate for – Best of the best of the rare. and Yes, it is. I also got to f- see where the uh, 1% of the 1% live. I thought I knew what wealthy <laughs> people look like. I didn't have a clue. Now you know. Well, uh, when you're at a car show and it's on the edge of the Pacific Ocean and out in the bay is a giant yacht and a helicopter lands on that yacht while you're taking pictures of a dozen tuckers. Tuckers? Tuckers. A dozen? A dozen. Largest oh. gathering of tuckers probably since they were made. You were tuckered out. Yeah, all tuckered <laughs> and out. And, but referring back to a couple of shows when we've talked about John Cena and his legal woes. Oh, yeah, yeah. With Ford and his Ford GT that he bought and sold a month later. His car was at Russo and Steel. No way. It was there. And now free from legal encumbrances, uh, they sold it at Russo and Steel. I actually got them to take down the barriers, and I got to get inside the car. You got into the car. I got in the car. You got to actually touch it. I was in the car, took pictures of the car, walked all around the car. It has 625 miles on it, and it sold for $1.54 million. Did you do some selfies? Did you? No, okay. I didn't even think uh, of it. I was, I was about stand- to say, can, can you actually say that? Because I know you got like upped up as a uh, senior auction. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah you big cheese yeah. now. Yeah, big cheese. My raise, I could probably spend at a <laughs> Wendy's. Dude, you got to crawl through John Cena's Ford. I did get I mean, to tra- crawl through John Cena's Ford. It was really cool, and it's a very neat car. And God, it sits right on the ground. Your butt has no space between you and the asphalt. Really cool car, $1.54 million for a car wow. that the base price was four hundred fifty grand, but you can't get them, supply and demand being what it is. Also, lots and lots of cool stuff. Concours on the Avenue was packed with people and cars you never, ever get to see. Saw a $12 million Ferrari sitting on the street there. Oh, wow. Not even – not – like on on Pebble, not on the course. It was on the street. No, it was it was, it was just parked, sitting on the street. Wow, ne- next, next to a meter, next to a six million dollar Ferrari. Oh my god, <laughs> two f- two vintage racing Ferraris. Uh, yeah, it's one of those where you're like, don't let me shake while I'm taking the picture. <laughs> Please God, <laughs> uh, just stunning stuff everywhere. But honest to God, Concord Lemons was the coolest part. Uh, it was laugh a minute all the way through. You saw the car that won that show. Uh, it was one of the Neo Classics done in kind of an Excalibur or Tiffany style, but based off of a Gremlin. Uh, yeah, nice choice there. That's a bad decision on a bad decision. Uh, but while I was there, got to meet 
Mike Musto of House of Muscle, who will oh, cool. be a, a future guest on the show. Yeah. And Mike couldn't have been a nicer guy. He was a sweetheart of a guy. Uh, was standing next to Jason Camisa from Motor Trend and couldn't remember his name enough to introduce myself. That was embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> Christine Reed, who will also be a future guest on our show and has lots to do in the classic car world. And also Mikhail Haggerty, owner of Haggerty Insurance. And he was oh, cool. a very nice guy. So heck of a trip all the way around. Got to see incredible stuff. Uh, I have Ferrari and Lamborghini and McLaren fatigue because everybody out there's got one. And you just couldn't believe it. I have to drag you to Monterey. Great trip. Happy to be home. Lots to talk about. Look for some of the pictures on Road Muscle Radio on Facebook. You can check us out on RoadMuscleRadio.com. Coming up next, Amanda Gutierrez, Vice President for Automotive Restoration at McPherson College. We're going to find out what all they do with Monterey. Welcome back to Road Muscle Radio. Hey, in addition to all of the great stuff that went on at Pebble Beach and everything, oh, yeah. and, and everything in Monterey and all the weirdness and yeah. cool stuff that went on there, wound up seeing a lot of people that I haven't seen in a long time. And one of those people is Amanda Gutierrez. She's the vice president for auto restoration at McPherson College. And Amanda and a lot of the students from McPherson were at Pebble Beach and nice. we've got Amanda with us tonight. It's fantastic that she's here and also has lots to say about the college, the students, the program, and everything that's been going on. Amanda, welcome to Road Muscle Radio. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. Uh, Pebble was outstanding. It was beautiful. This is the first time I'd been. I, str- I, I was almost late for the big alumni picture if I hadn't gotten a ride from a very nice uh, – <laughs> Uh, CHP <laughs> officer in a golf cart. I never just like made your it. classes, wasn't it? Uh, it was just <laughs> like being back in school. Except somebody with a golf cart gave me a ride. I was really fortunate <laughs> to make it. But uh, Amanda was so busy, I didn't even get a chance to talk to her. Uh, she's a mover and shaker. Amanda, can you tell us a little bit about what the students were doing at Pebble this year? Sure. We've been going out to Pebble Beach since, um, well, with students since 2011. And it started when we had a working relationship with the Pebble Beach Concours through Derek Hill in honor of his dad, Phil Hill, who many know is a legendary race car driver and restorer as well. And so we have these Pebble Beach Phil Hill scholarships, and they are some of our most uh, sought-after scholarships for automotive restoration students. So we take the students who are selected for that get a free trip out to Pebble Beach every year, which is pretty amazing. Mm. Well, free. Free for them. Um and so it started out that the first couple of years they apprentice judged, which is a great opportunity for them to get to be right next to the experts in various marks of cars and really learn from them. What is it that the judges look for? What is the level of excellence these cars need to aspire to, to be winners? And so that's one of the components that our students do. We also take them around to the auctions so they can better understand the marketplace 
see what the cars are selling for. We take them to other events where they get to network and uh, really put themselves out there into the industry and meet people, which we think is, is also a critical opportunity for our students. But this year, the piece that was really exciting, we have a friend from Belgium that I got to know a couple of years ago when, when I was over there with, uh, well, Brett, with your good friend, Ken Yon. And um, we, we went to visit the Lauman Museum in uh, Den Haag. And this gentleman called me and he said, I have a problem. I have a friend who's got a couple of cars in the preservation class at Pebble Beach. He's not going to be able to make it over to have these cars, to be able to show these cars. And so i um, wondering if you have some students who would want to present these cars. <laughs> Do I? So we had, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I said yes before he even finished the question. Yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> um, because what an amazing opportunity for students. Uh, so we had uh, two of our five students that were with us were, were charged with presenting the cars to the judges, but all of the students prepared the cars, made sure they were running, did the systems check, all of those things. And uh, one was a 1953 Hudson Italia prototype. Oh, cool. It was a touring, oh, cool. touring coupe. And um, the other one was a 61 Maserati 3500 GT touring coupe. Oh, so, that uh, was the really, silver one. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Special special cars and uh, really a great opportunity for our students. So they had to get studied up on that. They had to understand how to answer the judges' questions, how to stay cool under pressure when they're asked to see if the lights work and the windshield wipers and why is this like this? Shouldn't it be this okay. way instead? So they so were really is, under the gun and, and they handled themselves beautifully. This isn't just, you know, uh, getting the car ready, driving it up, making sure that the oil's right, that this and that and the other, you know, and, and basically doing a, um, a really amazing Jiffy Loop job on it. Uh, you're talking about they had to present the car. They had to talk about the car. They had to know the car. They had to right. know the car. That's amazing. Yeah, so on one of the headlights on the uh now I'm trying to remember which car it was. I think it was on the Maserati. The pretty so one. So <laughs> one of the rims <laughs> one of the rims around on the headlight, uh one of them had a stamp on it that wasn't correct to the period. But he so if he was asked about that, he had to be able to answer why they chose to leave that on there and tell that story. So I mean little details like that the students had to know and what was the history and how many of them were made. And the piece that's really important about that that I think gets to the distinction between our degree and what other schools are doing is that with the liberal arts piece of our education, with the speech, the business, the uh, English, all of those courses that our students take in conjunction with their restoration technology, they are the kinds of students you want to present cars right? because they're more than technicians. They also understand the cultural and the societal impact of the automobile and and why cars developed the way they did and why the people who made these cars made decisions around doing changing something on a car in one year that previous year had been different. So this is a lot of education that these kids have had to go through. How old are these students? Well, most of them are traditional age, so 18 to 21. <gasps> uh, the students we had with us were... Uh, let's see, we had a couple of transfer students who would be 22 to 24. Um, I think our youngest one was a junior, so he's probably 20, and they're, 19. And they're presenting these amazing vehicles at 
at Pebble Beach. And not just knowing the right. mark and the model, but knowing the individual car and the history. At that age, I knew Budweiser <laughs> and there was some other beer that was cheaper. And that was about it. My gosh, that's amazing. What, what an education. Blue Ribbon. Yeah, PBR. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it was it was it was natural life. Five was, bucks a twelve. Well, it was Coors, but I spelled it K E R R S. I was that stupid. So that is an amazing education. It is, and one of the things we're really committed to is trying to get as many students as we can out to have experiences like this. And so it's more than just going to an auction or going to a show and looking at the pretty cars, which of course we do some of that too. But really trying to get them to understand their place in an industry that right now is really booming and, and recognizing that there are opportunities out there for them that are far reaching. And, you know, they come back to campus and they were already serious before, but they come back and they have a different understanding of how they're going to fit in the industry when they're graduated. Well, for the auto restoration, you know, that, that is one of the questions that was top of my mind is I, I, I've got a couple of young kids one's 18 and the, uh, my daughter's 20 right now. And as they look at college, et cetera, uh, with your auto restoration program, what are some of the, the hot careers that they can step right into after graduating from McPherson? All right. Well, I think a really important piece to understand that, that I think slips by a lot of people is that this is a bachelor's degree. So it's not an associate's degree. You can't be uh, married. This is I got the- you. Sorry. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. That was the stupidest um, thing I could think I could have said. <laughs> anyway, please go on. I, I'm, I'm listening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, so the students spend time here, obviously, learning to restore cars and learning a technical piece of that, but they're taking all kinds of other courses as well. And then within that degree, they can emphasize in different areas. So they might choose to be a restoration management uh, on the restoration management track, or they could do communication or history or design. So they have some options within that based on kind of on where they see their career going. You notice she didn't mention radio in there. Yeah, smart. (laughs) (laughs) Well, communication. So our students, um, you know, the great thing about our degree is that our students then can go into a broad variety of fields. So we place students, for example, I'll just, I'll I'll drop some names for you. Haggerty Insurance employs five of our graduates. John Klinger is one of those. We had John John on the show a couple weeks ago. Tabitha Hammer. Okay. So these, I listened to that episode. Oh yay! By the way, our uh, apologies. So, yeah, so John <laughs> John Klinger's one of them, um, but they have five there that are in PR or sales, and so they're using their knowledge of the car in a different way than working under the hood. Although any of them are capable of doing that too. We have a relationship with the Mercedes Benz Classic Center. They employ five of our graduates. One manages the workshop, and the other are technicians within that shop. Uh, in fact. We just had to graduate in 2018, so he just graduated a few months ago. He interned with the Mercedes-Benz Classic Center, and they created a position for him to bring the upholstery piece into their shop because they've been farming that out. So here's a kid. He just graduated from college, and a job was created for him out in the industry because because of his level of talent, they wanted him out there. You know, with my so, degree, I had a job created for me. It was called janitor. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is amazing. And how's that working out for you? I am cleaning up. There well, we go. And, there you go. So the another another direction our students go might be working in museums as technicians taking care of collections or working in private collections. That has been one that we've seen increasingly. And then we also have a number of students that work for RM Sotheby's auctions as auction specialists. 
So they might have even started as students going out to some of the shows and assisting or some you of the know, auctions uh, and assisting. I think I know one of those no, students no, that, the, the, the from less, the person that became kind of an auction specialist. Yeah, the less talented ones write up for <laughs> magazines. <laughs> And host uh, radio shows. Oh, God. <laughs> well, we're down to a minute, so uh, we're going to continue this conversation because uh, we haven't even really gotten, you know, uh, elbows deep into Monterey and the, uh, the various vehicles out there. And there's so much more that McPherson College uh, has to offer. It's a ton. I, and I, again, I'm dragging you down there. You got to see their, the I, workshops. You know, I, the more after seeing that and the Concourse de Lemons. Oh, my goodness. And so, yeah. so you're going to let me start taking you to some of this stuff? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I got to kind of slowly go into it. Look, at, look and, at how I'm approaching getting my own classic car. And I'm telling you, you'll fit right in at Lemons. And you know what? I'm totally going to. Lemons is a great experience. Everybody should do it. I judged at it one year. I took the bribes of money, and the guy that I was judging with took the beer. And, it worked out. <laughs> but, and, and Lemons is fantastic after you've had a tetanus shot. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll, uh, we'll be diving into that and so much more it's all coming up on road muscle radio don't go anywhere you're listening to road muscle radio with Brett Hatfield, freelance auto journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine, American Driver, American Car Collector Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com. And, and you were going to add another magazine in there I haven't heard of yet. I know, right? Uh, I, I'm, you're All the magazines are you. That's right. And I'm Catfish Groves. I'm a radio uh, veteran and general yakety yak guy. And I like sound effects. So we are talking today. Uh, it's so cool. From McPherson College, we've got Amanda Gutierrez and uh, VP of Automotive Restoration at, at McPherson. Good stuff. Pebble Beach. She has so much good stuff and so many stories to tell and does, gets to do so much cool crap that I don't even get to do. Uh, Amanda we were talking about Pebble Beach and the students' involvement. What else cool went on in Monterey this year? Well, there were a couple of auctions that were pretty special this year. I don't know if you, those were ones you were covering or not. I was at one of um, them. I was at Russo. Okay, yeah. I don't know what – sorry, but I don't know what cool sold there. But uh, John Cena's were, Ford uh, GT that we talked about <laughs> in our uh, first segment. <laughs> There was this amazing 73 Pinto that was just, wow, stellar. It was fantastic. It was flamed from the back forward. <laughs> I think one of the things that I really love about Pebble Beach, and, and Brett alluded to this earlier, is that we have such a presence out there among our alums. And so, like, Brett's out there writing at Russo and Steel and, and doing articles out there. We have people who are out there on the field presenting cars. We have people who are out there with other industry, other industry-related companies as well. And so, really, I think my favorite highlight of the entire week every year is always on Sunday at the Concord. We always do a photo of students who are out there with internships and graduates who are out on the field. That is, for me, that is just really a great moment to see students who've gone through our program who are now out in the industry making a difference, doing the work they're passionate about. And so it's definitely a highlight. We probably had, I don't know, 40 people there. Uh, we let a few of our advisory board members are in as well, but mostly it is students and graduates. 
And to see that kind of presence, and when we went to the tour on Thursday, so the tour is all of the cars who are, that are in the Concorde are invited to go on the tour, and you get a little extra boost, um, extra consideration in the judging, I think, if, you're, if your vehicle is in the tour. Now, was that the and tour to Elegance on Thursday, or was that Dawn Patrol on Sunday? No, this was the tour to Elegance on Thursday okay. morning. And uh, that's just a, that's a really great event because you get to see the cars up close. You get to talk to the owners and the restorers and hear them run and see them take off on the tour. But uh, you couldn't walk 10 feet without seeing a McPherson College graduate there. And that's just really um, rewarding to me, obviously, because that's my work. That's what I'm trying to do is connect these students with great opportunities in the industry. And and uh, it's, it's just really pretty special. I mean, Brett, that was kind of exciting for you, right, to be in that photo on Sunday? It was. And it, the other thing that was fun is getting to see so many McPherson alums in one place at one time. Usually I only get to see these people at the Mac Car Show in May. So it was neat to see everybody for a second time. I, you know, I only get to see John at the big, at John Klinger at the big car events and run into him there. I got to see Nate Lander. I haven't seen him since I haven't seen Nate in 15 years. I uh, got to see Kyle Smith and uh, I ran into him a couple times over the weekend. It was very neat to see everybody in one place at one time. And it was fun to see the college president, Michael Schneider, hiding in the back of the pick. <laughs> I did, yeah. I, yeah, I posted that on Facebook and that photo on Facebook, and somebody said, "Where's the president?" He's the one wearing the Where's shades Waldo? in the back. In the <laughs> That's right. Too cool That's for right. school. <laughs> he is well, a cool guy. Know, He's the coolest president we've ever had. It, well, I mean, you look at the fact that we've got a, a president who loves cars. That's pretty special, it's right? Cert- to be able to. To know that he's got our back as we build this program. It certainly helps. It certainly helps. It. Yep. Uh, speaking of the program. Uh, there seems to be a growth in the program. We seem to be seeing more students in the program and also turning out uh, more professionals outside uh, who've graduated from the program. What do you owe that to? I think we've been very consistent in terms of how we manage our growth and our message and the quality of the program. So we reached a a high capacity uh, four years ago. Well, actually, three. I guess it's the students who are seniors now. That's the biggest class we've brought in. And um, at that point, we decided this is where we cap it, and now we look we work more on quality. Oh, We've got really? a good quantity of students. Yeah, so we're so we work every year. We're going to have a wait list because we want to make sure that we're getting the best students in the door, the ones that are serious about being here, serious about graduating, and then taking advantage of the opportunities we give them with internships, connecting in the industry, getting jobs, and so uh, we're really focused on that. We created, uh, in 2012, we, we got together a small group. We had a couple of faculty, a couple of alums, our advisory board, the president, myself, and we set out a strategic plan. And it had to do with growth and uh, the quality of education that our students receive. And so we've been working on that. Our vision is for us to restore a car the students to restore a car that we take to compete at Pebble Beach. The, I was going to ask so, you about this. I wanted you to get around to it. Uh, Mark doesn't know about this one, and I don't know that this is common knowledge. Please tell them about the Pebble Beach car that we're, you're working on currently. Okay. So we we were trying to think, how do we demonstrate that liberal arts component, the, the history, the communication, the leadership, the technical skills, what is the best way to demonstrate that? And it is in the restoration of a car that will compete at the highest level. 
So uh, by 2023, we'll compete to win at Pebble Beach with a car restored by our students. So it took us longer than we thought to come up with what kind of car we wanted and then to find that car and acquire it. And we had some of the best of the best looking for for that car. And it, it came to us through a, a gentleman in uh, Pennsylvania. He had been battling cancer for years and had determined that this time he wasn't going to he wasn't going to win. And right. so he had a car that that he wanted to he he wanted to help us with that. He was a teacher. He taught engineering. He'd actually worked at Ford for a while as an engineer, and then uh, just informally had mentored teens in the restoration of cars. And so. He had this uh, Mercedes Benz. It's a 1953 300S yeah. Cabriolet. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a beautiful car, very stately. Uh, and quite honestly, when we got it, it was drivable. It, I mean, it, it needs to be restored. It's not a preservation car, but it was kind of hard to tear that thing apart because it was kind of it was fun to drive. It's a great cruising car. And uh, so we started that project. We unveiled it at Pebble Beach at, at our breakfast that we host on that Saturday a couple of years ago. And then we've hired, uh, we hire a team of students to work on it throughout the year. And then we also incorporate it into classes. So the idea is that the students who are working on it outside of class uh, as employees, they apply for the job. They keep their hours. It's, it is, it's their job while they're on campus. And they keep the project moving. And then we also incorporate it into class so that more students have a chance to learn on it. And about when is that car going to be ready? Well, the stated vision says 2023, but it, you ask me when I want it done? Yesterday. Better than that. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so what's I'm your, excited about it. What you're saying is... Go ahead. What you're saying is is that a, a guy like me who might have like a 1965 Chrysler Newport... Uh, I can I bring it to the college and maybe have the kids work on it as kind of one of those trial things and pay for parts? Yeah? No. No. Duh! <laughs> Duh! Ah! Just stick the knife right in the dream. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want your car. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not even a comment about the car. The way sure. that we work on cars... No, is, no it's about you. We, um, <laughs> the, the way we work on cars is that we work on cars the college owns. Right, so okay, that makes sense. Almost all of them, yeah, almost all of those have come to us through donation, but we also maintain some parameters around what kind of donations we accept. Because uh, when I took this position six years ago, we were taking everything anyone wanted to anyone wanted to give us and it was usually the stuff nobody wanted so they'd say well we have a car well that certainly fits mark's taste (laughs) (laughs) you're in my wheelhouse now girl (laughs) yeah sometimes the cars that they claimed were complete showed up in baskets but it's all there complete mess complete pile (laughs) sure it is yeah and so we really have fine-tuned the kinds of donations we accept even to be uh to be part of a project list that gives our students a good comprehensive education. So we don't have 15 Model A's. Um, We have a broad range. We have a couple of Model A's. We have a couple of, uh, well, we have a a Porsche 356C that was donated to us a couple of years ago. Um, We have a 1917 Willis Knight. We have a broad range of cars, 57 Ford Fairlane. So a nice range. Um, One of our great projects that we're working on right now is a 1971 Corvette. 
Ooh. and we're working with the uh, uh, Can I sign up for the Corps. buyer's list on that? <laughs> you can. I'd be happy to tell that. <laughs> okay, put my Absolutely, name at the top. Tiger. <laughs> put my name at the top there. Anything you want people to know about that they don't already know. Yeah, I, I want to invite everybody to come out to McPherson College in McPherson, Kansas on the first Saturday of May. It's our student-run car show. Last year, we had 400 cars. It was the biggest show ever. uh, Biggest show ever. We've been doing this for almost 18 years, I think it is, maybe 19 years. And uh, it's a great show. You get to see student projects that they work work on uh, on their own, not in class. You get to see cars from all over the country. We have cars from California, New Jersey, Florida, Texas that come and, and really just a wide range of cars. You just can't ask for a better car culture. That sounds a, uh, a great experience. That sounds fantastic. We're going to have to put that into Exit Lane Live also. Yes. So Amanda Gutierrez, Vice President for Automotive Restoration at McPherson College. Thank you so much for chatting about all this great stuff. Uh, and we're going to have to have you back again here on Oh, absolutely. There's, Radio. there's so much more to talk about. And she managed to get through the whole show without telling any of the stories about me at Scottsdale or anyplace else. And that's fantastic. Coming up next, where to pull off when you want to show off in Exit Lane Live on Road Muscle Radio. It's Road Muscle Radio. That's a lot of engine between your ears, and we need to get on to some news. Let's uh, check it out. Get your brain in gear for what's going on. Time for What's News on Road Muscle Radio. Now, if you're looking at selling your car, did you know, Brett, that there are five things? uh, Back to school is like totally what people are looking for. You're kidding. And there are five things for back to school cars that if you want to unload yours so you can go get that classic that you actually deserve... Oh, okay. Uh, some things that you, the, the top selling things, five of the top selling things. And this is so weird because for me, I would think it'd be, you know, you got to have the multiple straps and, and, you know, all around um, inflatable uh, collision stuff. Oh, airbags. Yeah, and airbags everywhere, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, check out the top five features in any household vehicle currently owned that people want. Number five, Bluetooth. They want really? the car to be Bluetooth compatible oh, on, a new radio number four gps i can kind of see you're that. gonna get lost on your way to school i don't know maybe it's for the college student to okay, be able to go and okay. come back backup camera we've okay. been making some fun of that that's number three number two is wi-fi capability what and the number one feature uh this is from a research brief in uh, from I, I i just i'm serious blu-ray or dvd player they don't want a car they want an iphone yeah, basically they want a big phone with wheels on it. Oh, that's dumb. So, so if your vehicle has that, you'll be able to sell it a lot easier to the back-to-school crowd. Let's see. I think my top five would be V8, four-speed, <laughs> uh, you know, get rid of the mufflers. Uh, I want one of those inject- ejection seats because after it, my kids, you know, we're now uh, pretty much empty nesters. Well, you got to make sure you got a sunroof or a convertible. You right do it in a yeah. coupe, it doesn't work yeah, as well. it's messy. Uh, and then next, I mentioned, uh, teased that uh, about Aston Martin. Oh. They're planning to go public. Speaking of ejection seat, James Bond. (laughs) Yeah, again. uh, They're not publicly held already? No, but they are pursuing an IPO. Ah. It looks like they actually have a plan now. 
They're going to float it on the London Stock Exchange with a value of up to a little squiggly FL looking thing. Oh, the footsie. Yeah. Five billion footsie. Five billion footsies. Oh, you know how much so that is? Five, in, five billion pounds is going to be what? North of six, six and a half million or billion? billion? No, $6.4 million. <laughs> I, I hope to God that that is a, a typo because that just seems so wrong. You know, Aston's been making some really cool stuff the last few years. I'm not surprised they're able to do that. Now, the, the last year was the first time it's made a profit since 2010. So in eight years. Wow. Two or seven years, 2017. So it, we're profitable one year. Let's go public. And Aston Martin's gone bankrupt. How many times? How many times? Four. Close. Seven. Seven? Seven. Seven. Yeah. The main owners, uh, Kuwaiti and Italian private equity groups, they're going to roll out about 25% of the stock. Goodness. So, uh, yeah, well, you know, it's a beautiful car. I got a bud who owns a really expensive one down in Dallas. I don't think there's such thing as a not, not expensive. Not expensive. Well, I mean, this is like, you've got expensive, then you got really expensive. Yeah, I saw and, some uh, of that out in Monterey. And then Jaguar Land Rover is building a classic car department here in the U.S. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before we go any further, let's get completely snotty. Jaguar. Is it Jaguar? I think it is. For the English, it you is. You know what? Jaguar. Yeah. I'm good, y'all. Yeah, you get a little sour. Curse, K-E-R-R-S. Yeah, Jaguar. J-A-W-A-R-R. <laughs> y'all fancy talkers. Uh-huh. The, uh, they're going to be uh, building a classic car department here in the U.S. Oh, cool. Uh, and it is uh, Savannah, Georgia is where it's going to be located. Now, that's... if you think about it, that's pretty much on the port. You can you can just float them right in. You got to go around Florida to get there. I wonder there, but, what Georgia gave them for tax incentive to do that there. Well, you know, maybe it's just a pretty place, and somebody from Jaguar Land Rover said, "You know, I really love what they have. They have a lot of thing well, You're, you're going to drop down with your system how the Yeah, it's lovely. Oh, yeah. But uh, it's it's the one of only there are only three of them. Wow, really? So this will be uh, the only one uh, basically outside of Europe. It'll join two other bases in England and Germany. Um, you know, I guess. I got a thing for old Land Rovers, especially Land Rover Defenders and stuff like that. Yeah. And since they no longer pass emissions or anything here, you can't get them. And well, now this will be a place where you can get it fixed. The American side's going to handle all service sales, restoration of classic oh, that's Jaguars cool. that's cool. and Land Rover models. And, and it won't be long till McPherson students turn up there. Now they say it's <laughs> no kidding. JLR yeah. Classic considers any model out of production for more than a decade to be classic, which is wow. <laughs> oh, that's that's about what we can afford. You know, ten years, it's going to be classic. classic. Well, you know, now that we've talked about what's in the news, we need to talk about what's going on around us. Get it on the schedule for getting on the road. Check out these car events across Kansas City in Exit Lane Live. All righty. Well, first one up, and this is not local. I understand that. The oh. only reason I mention this is because I might be covering this one. 2018 Vail Wheels and Wings and the Vail Automotive Classic uh, in Vail, Colorado, and also Gypsum, Colorado. That's where the Vail Valley Jet Center is, September 6th through the 9th. Uh, the first two days are at the Vail Valley Jet Center. They have a car show. They have an auction. And really fantastic stuff turns out. But the date you want to make sure you hit is the third day on the 9th. That's back in Vail Village, which is usually restricted to foot traffic only, and it's just gorgeous. The village is oh, gorgeous. The cars that come out are amazing. Fantastic event. 
September 7th through the 8th in Lee Summit, Missouri. We've got the annual CCKC Corvette Show, uh, Summit Fair Shopping Center at uh, 470 and 50 Highway in Lee Summit. The pre-show at Tiffany Green's Golf Club on Friday. Flyer and registration available at www.corvetteclubkc.com. September 8th through the 9th, Riverside, Missouri, Midwest All Truck Nationals at the E.H. Young Riverfront Park. Pre-registration, $30 after August 31st. You're pretty much there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or day of the show, $40 benefits the Camp Quality USA Operation Breakthrough and Hope House. There will be a swap meet, food, music, uh, and burnout. Ooh, burnout. Got to go see Oh, that. okay. Good times. Uh, loud exhaust contest, high-low <laughs> contest, auction, door prizes, vendors, presented by Classic Parts of America, hosted by Genuine Chevy GMC Truck Club, www.alltrucknats.com. <laughs> Or call 816-560-229 or 816-564-8453 for more information. You know the ones that caught my eye? KCI Cruise. It's an 11th anniversary cruise, uh, Saturday, September 22nd. Oh. It is 3 p.m. until dark, rain or shine. It's a car show. They call it a cruise, but it's also a car show, Kansas City, near the Kansas City International Airport. Now, suppose according to their uh, their website, they've got hundreds of classic cars, muscle cars, Trucks, hot rods, rat rods, exotics, imports, you know, you name it, it'll be there. Uh, one of the kind of cool things that I thought about this, they're going to be filming a segment for the Menards Chevy show on Velocity Channel there. Oh, cool. Yeah. So if you want to get there, there's the KCI Cruise Car Show page and Facebook page. Maybe you'll so, get your car on TV. Wouldn't that be awesome? That'd, that would be cool. And the show is actually watched, uh, they have like 2 million viewers and going strong, so... Yeah, get on TV. That many. That's and th- cool. And then I just wanted to toss out this last one. Uh, Jeff Sheets is looking for rides who want to participate in the Halloween haunt parades at Worlds of Fun. Ah. It starts uh, in the middle of this month, September 15th. It goes through Halloween. Ten vehicles per evening. They're looking for hearses, hot rods, trucks, classic rat rods, other rides that are a bit mischievous. Ah. So if you got one that looks a little freaky deaky. You're in. Cool. Uh, send an email to m109hunter at gmail.com. Classy. m109hunter at gmail.com. There you and go. If you want to be part of Worlds of Fun. Uh, one more quick one before we go. September 15th, uh, 11 to 3, the American War Royal Barbecue Car Show, sponsored by the Kansas City Automotive Museum, friends of ours. Uh, limited to registered cars only. The reason I bring this one up is the 61 Impala will be there. Sweet and sweet barbecue. Yes. All right. That wraps up Road Muscle Radio for this week. Be sure to check us out at RoadMuscleRadio.com. We are Road Muscle Radio on Facebook, at Road Muscle on Twitter, and we'll see you again next week. Road Muscle Radio. Bye-bye.